Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. After a hard-fought week, it's sad I have to say, Bud, the Jets are officially out of playoff contention. (laughs) Are you are you okay with that? I can't believe it. You know, I thought they really had a chance. They looked like they were fighting real hard. And I just, uh, I'm really surprised that a team that talented and well fought out, well coached, I have to say, especially well coached, is unable to make the playoffs. What is Trevor Lawrence thinking right now? Can I play another year? Oh, he can. He can. And, and I, he I, will. I, if, if he, not, well, you see it. If he stays in college another year, I don't blame him. No but, one does. But it it, it kind of shows that maybe he's unwilling to take on the challenge of being an NFL quarterback. You know, it, it's kind of it's not the decision; it's like the subliminal after effects of the what, decision. What do you What do you tell me all the time? What do you tell me? Scheme, scheme matters. Matters. Why the hell would you want to be on the Jets then? You're you're banking on Adam I'm just I, being there. yeah you're you're banking on Adam Gase scheming something up for you with a horrendous team. What what's going to happen in that situation? Uh, worse than Joey Burrow. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Burrow is at least putting up a little bit of numbers. Well, Other than that, I mean, and Burrow has way more talent around him. He does, except the offensive line. And uh, it bit him in the butt earlier, and uh, he is unfortunately gone. We're of course going to discuss him later on in the episode, but. I mean, I'm still starstruck. I'm in awe that that team has officially and mathematically been eliminated from playoffs. I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you right now. <laughs> I really don't. You, you know, it's really bad when Frank Gore goes out and says, "I can't end my career like this." Is that what he said? <laughs> he said, "Oh my god, I can't don't go blame like this. Hey, dude, Frank Gore's a savage. I don't, I don't blame him. Uh, he, he's, he'll he's, be back next year. He's great. He'll be back next year on the Jets. On the Chiefs. Oh, I hope so." I, I, I'd take him. I'd I, take him on the Chiefs. I think he would be immensely fantasy relevant if he was on the Chiefs. More than more than Lev Bell. How about that? Even if Hilaire was there, you think he would be fantasy relevant? More than Lev Bell right now. What, what are we talking if, if Frank Gore's there? What are we talking? Are we talking like RB2? He, he's low a low-end flex. <laughs> low-end flex. Low-end huh? flex. He is a handcuff and a stash, but you know, if you're tough in a scenario, if he is on the Chiefs, he's a low-end flex okay. at the age of 38. I want him to play till he's forty. I would like. I, I want to see him outplay Tom Brady. Good. He. I mean, I don't think he will, but I. I just. I would just like to see that happen. But of course, on this episode, we're going over all the injuries and reports that happened around the league. We're going to go over the main topics, of course, that we want to discuss that happened over the course of Sunday, and then the waiver wire God segment, which of course is where we make our money. But other than that, but how did how, how did you do Sunday? How do you how, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, I watched Raider game. I I, obviously. I watched it too. You know, it was a hell of a game. It was a really good game. It, it really I knew was. it was going to be a good game though. You know, it 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 really was. The defense is very very bad. Um, and it showed at the last thirty seconds. Last thirty seconds when they drove down the field in about twenty five seconds. Yeah, you know? it felt that way. It, it, it was that was. Brutal, but I mean, it did show we're moving in the right direction. Uh, defensive coordinator needs to be fired. Paul Gunther is not the answer there, but it was a great game to watch. It was some good football to watch. The injuries hurt me, though. If if your name is Paul Gunther, you're not the answer anywhere. <laughs> that's, True. That's like, uh, I don't know, uh, that's a, a, a McDonald's manager name. Uh, I wouldn't hire him. Oh. Still wouldn't hire him. Oh, well, I mean, I wouldn't either, but... That is a story for another time. Let's get into the headlines. NFL headlines. So the rumor that's coming out, it's on the rumor mill. I don't know if it's 100% true. It's not been confirmed. Please. But Eckler is close to coming back. Please, Jesus. I mean, we Please, saw, baby Jesus. We saw a video of him running and then him, him having cryptic tweets and Instagram posts about him coming back soon. And then it kind of got shut down by Coach Anthony Lynn. And uh, now the rumor has come back that he's close to coming back. I think this is fake news. Okay. I think he doesn't come back until week 14, 15-ish. Why you got to do that to me? 
Uh, I'm just being realistic. I think uh, week 13 is when he'll be back. I think he'll be back before CMC. No. You don't think so? No. Same same time, same week. It'll be a glorious reunion. Same time, same week? Same, same time, okay. same week, I mean, same day, uh, okay. same hour. Who who plays first, though? Because uh, technically they'll be back first. Who plays the morning game first? So, I mean, the Chargers on the West Coast, I doubt they play before the Panthers that are on the East Coast. So I'm betting on Christian McCaffrey. Okay. There we go. Um, Adam Thielen, Mark Ingram, DJ, DK Dobbins. DJ Dobbins? DK Dobbins. <laughs> Place on the COVID IR list. Uh, unfortunately, Mark Ingram and uh, DK Dobbins, DJ Dobbins, <laughs> uh, they play Thursday night Thanksgiving day. Uh, so they are officially out. They're not playing. That's it. No, no chance they play. Wow. Really? No. Ch- I mean, it, you have to go five days of negative tests. And I mean, well, unless we rearrange the days of the week, mathematically, they cannot play Thursday. It is the NFL. You don't know if they can do that. They, they 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 place protocols for them to specifically not be able to do this. They can change protocols. They're not changing protocols. <laughs> They're going to change it up. No, no. So we'll get into who we need to start, what we need to do in that situation later, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. This is a waiver wire period. And then, of course, our next episode is where we break down the Thursday night games. games and then we will <laughs> make sure you guys are up to date and know who to put in for that moment. But LaMichael P. Ryan, the guy I've been rooting for and saying people have to have, uh, has a high ankle sprain. Chances are he's going to be out three, four weeks, probably out of the year. And uh, makes him this year fantasy irrelevant, but still a huge dynasty prospect that I feel like people need to go out and grab. Uh, he's out, which means Frank Gore is the uh, only running back on that roster. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Line him up, feed him well, up. It, 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 feel, it feels weird that... Frank Gore just keeps coming around. Like, like even when you phase him out, he phases right back in. Yeah, you don't even invite him to play football, and he's just there. And he's you there, didn't even he's tell dominated. him. You didn't tell him what time. You didn't tell him. <laughs> you didn't tell him where you were going to be, and he just shows up. He just knows. That is, I mean, if you think about it, is that a skill? Is that a talent? That is a talent. Absolutely. Christian McCaffrey, speaking of uh, other running backs, is unlikely to play this week. We And... We discussed it. You think Eckler's going to come back first? Uh, it may happen because after this week, Christian McCaffrey has a bye week, and then week 14 is when uh, they play again, which that's where I expect him to come back, of course. So is CMC out for some people's playoffs for week 13 then? Yeah. Wow. If, you, if you happened hmm. to make playoffs without Christian McCaffrey, and uh, you know if you got Mike Davis – in place of him, then chances are you're doing all right. Not the fantastic, not the what you expected or wanted, but uh, you're doing okay. So you can kind of handle without him. But I mean, if you had Chris McCaffrey, you never got Mike Davis, and you're struggling in the running back position, you're just probably in a bad spot. Absolutely. Julio Jones already said to be a game time decision. I'm declaring him out. Yeah, most likely. Okay, Joey Burrow, this, this was kind of disgusting and sad to see. It's brutal. Uh, MCL and ACL tear. He's got a long road to recovery, of course. Uh, uh, I mean, Carson Wentz had the same issue that happened later on in the year uh, when he tore his ACL. And, uh, I mean, he, he missed a couple weeks early into the season, so I'm expecting the same thing uh, out of Joey Burrow next year. Yeah, it's going to be a rough bout for him. But, I mean, if somebody's going to come back from it, I'll give Joey Burrow the benefit of the doubt, and it just goes to show you how you, you can't get a you can get a quarterback early. I mean, of course they've done it, the Jets have done it, and they're going to continue to do this. But you can't get a quarterback if you don't have an offensive line, and you can't be surprised when your offensive line does bad when you already had a bad offensive line, and then obviously that translates into poor quarterback play or poor quarterback health. We you saw need that. To surround him with talent. You got to surround you your know? quarterback with talent. He just unless he's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Even Tom Brady still struggles though, to do it. Still, when Tom Brady tore his ACL, his, his offensive line wasn't that great. You know, fluke things happen. And if you can protect your quarterback and give him a little bit more time to throw, you're most likely going to be a good offense and help him succeed. Right. You, you got to give the guy the tools to get the job done. Joey Burrow did not have the tools. And, uh, well, he's paying the price over the organization's mismanagement. He's and still I think paid. that's an issue. I mean, yes, but 
you got to think about the long-term effects of that knee and that leg. Is it ever going to be the same? Probably not. Potentially it could. Potentially it could. You know, sometimes you're going to feel a little bit. I, I tore my ACL and MCL in high school. Yes. So, I mean, you potentially can. They have the best surgeons, too. There's options. Frank Gore tore his ACL, what, four times? Something like that. And he's a monster. So, I mean, yeah, it's not good, but they've learned a lot from ACLs and MCLs. Hopefully he's back. It's going to take a little while to get to where he's normal again. Um, but he's a talented quarterback. We'll see what happens. Rex Burkhead also on the list of tearing ACLs. I mean, this is disappointing. It's sad. We all like our boy Berkey, but it does help the backfield a little bit. Kind of narrows it down. Kind of kind of gives people a little bit more clearer vision of what to do there. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's horrible that it happened, but, I mean, uh, it helps people out. Absolutely. So, things to talk about. Of course, everything that happened over the course of Sunday. I think one of the biggest things that happened was Tua got taken out mid-fourth quarter for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he was getting banged up by another weak offensive line. And, I mean, the Broncos, they, they shut him down. And this is a little bit sad and a little bit funny because Tua did say during the week that he knew the NFL was going to be tough, but he didn't think it would be this easy. This easy. Uh, I don't know if that's the exact quote. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's what he basically said. Yeah, that didn't go well for you, kid. Yeah, it, it, everybody said it would look very silly when he finally has a bad game, and I think it was, that was quick. It was very quick, and I, I'm a little surprised he went out and said something like that because he didn't really do anything the past few games that he played semi decently. No, that was a defensive win for the team. All he had to do was hand the ball off and make a couple play action passes and uh, I mean game manager yeah he game managed less than game manager Uh, and the first time he had to make some throws across the field he wasn't able to necessarily do that and now uh, I mean he got taken out for Fitzpatrick yeah did they say who's gonna start he they they already said that two was gonna start okay but uh, I mean it's not a good look and I'm curious to know why the Dolphins are doing something like this I think Fitzpatrick should have always been the starter i don't think two was ready i don't think that team is ready i don't mm-hmm. think the offensive line's ready and uh i mean i think we're seeing the side effects yeah they play the jets next week so i, th- I think that's why that's a <laughs> get right game jets gonna get their first win next week oh. calling it dang damn uh, i mean if Tua loses to the jets his psyche is messed up that's it you that's a confidence you think he's shatterer. done you think he's done right that's there? that's a confidence shatterer right mm-hmm. there I, yeah, you know how hard it is to come back from that? From 0 and 10? I would rather I'd rather be Joey Burrow coming back from the ACL than Tua coming back from a loss to well, the Joe, Jets. Well, Joe, I mean, Burrow's been playing, had way more playing time and been playing way better than Tua, too. So, I mean, obviously, right? Yes, in a way. But, Christian, I mean, the Lions. Yes. They got shut out. This is the first time. <laughs> oh, God. This is the first time Matthew Stafford has got shut out in his career. Against the Panthers. The Panthers out of everybody. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, I mean, he looked lost in the pocket. They were unable to get anything going in the running game. Adrian Peterson had like four carries for 18 yards. Uh, nothing going on in the passing game. It, and, and the report is is they're not even going to try to re-sign Kenny Galladay. Really? That That is what the, I'm being told. You're kidding me. You got to be kidding me right now. I'm not saying it's going hey, to happen. Hey, good but job. That's the rumor. Good job, Detroit. Good job. Sign him up. Sign him up. Anywhere he can a- go. Any dude. Uh, sign phenomenal. him up anywhere at this point. I'll take him. Your team will take him. I'll take anybody. Yeah. That has to be a joke. It, it, is he asking be, for too much money? Is he's is, probably did asking? They even have like a contract discussion? I'm sure they had a discussion. He's on a contract year, and I mean, of course, they drafted him, so. I'm sure they engaging or have engaged in talks, and he's probably asking for a Julio Jones, Michael Thomas type money, which is a lot of money. Maybe I don't think he's asking for like DeAndre Hopkins type. He's probably in the range of uh, who's a mid tier, Devontae Adams maybe money. Devontae Adams is, is top tier right now. Well, I mean, he's that's been killing it. Allen Robinson type money. I mean, probably in Allen Robinson, they haven't really. Nailed out anything for the Bears either. Exactly. So I mean, he could be a free agent too. There's there could be some 
good wide receivers this free agency. This could be a shakeup. This really shakeup year, which is what I want to see right now. Allen Robinson's being done dirty. Kenny Galladay's being done dirty. They need to be done right. Absolutely. You know what I think should happen? One on the Raiders, one on the Niners. Who do you want? Who would I rather have? Yeah, who would you rather have? I want Allen Robinson. You want Allen Robinson? I love Allen. G- give me somebody that just goes up and gets the ball. Yeah, like hey, a man. Galladay. Galladay would be a great pick too. I mean, yeah. well, Allen Robinson is a big, speedy guy. Runs good routes, but you know the Niners—they already got enough of that. They need a possession receiver. They the need one, a they, receiver. They, they need a chain mover. You know what they call those? A chain, an Anquan Bolden type receiver, a chain mover. Uh, but of course, that is—I uh, I think that's the last case scenario for the Lions. I think they try to find a way to get him signed, and when he does get signed, he magically will end up onto the field with a uh, a healed hip. Uh, but I'm going to let you talk about your topic right here. My topic. Your topic. Oh, your boy. So Joey Burrow, the effects of injuries, his injury effects for wide receivers, it, it's going to hurt. Do you, do you know who the backup quarterback is, by the way? Uh, I knew the name. I forgot. Slipped my mind. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. So, I mean, honestly, at this point, Tyler Boyd is probably the guy I feel most comfortable with. Anybody else, I'm probably staying away. Higgins, maybe a flex option. A.J. Green, I'm probably not touching. Uh, it's a bad situation. It's a rough situation. Joe Mixon's probably not going to be back for that team either. So Giovanni Bernard's probably going to get a good amount of dump-off passes, but this is not going to be the offense you were seeing before with Burrow throwing the ball all over the place. I don't feel comfortable with him. I would think that a new quarterback would, or any quarterback would lean on A.J. Green to make some plays. Potentially. Potentially. But I don't know would, if that will happen, though. You would assume Burrow would try to lean on him as well. And, you know, he's had good games. He's had bad games. You know, he's had a decent amount of targets almost every single game. It just hasn't been fantasy relevant, only little spurts. No, nothing you would, can, can, nothing you can comfortably start. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, you're going to have to hold. I'd probably stay away from starting any of these receivers at this point until we could figure out what's happening. But uh, e- even then, right now, uh, the implication is that you're going to look for the defense going against the Bengals in the next waiver wire periods, in the next playoff periods, especially if you can afford to stash a, a team that is going against the Bengals. I think that would be a phenomenal uh, expectation because, I mean, Washington, after uh, Burrow got injured, they were getting sacks after sacks after sacks with even an interception uh, sprinkled in. So I think a lot of teams can really feast on the Bengals, unfortunately. Absolutely. Christian McCaffrey's time frame back. I mean, we discussed this a little bit. I'm expecting him week 14, which would be a playoff time for a lot of people. Yep. The semis. Hopefully, you know, hopefully you guys listen to us. And then, of course, you would be in a bye week, meaning you don't necessarily need him that week. But, I mean, for all the people that don't necessarily listen to us word for word because, uh, I mean, you like losing. uh, David, uh, John, I mean, not David, sorry. (laughs) Christian McCaffrey. Not Christian McCaffrey, the backup. Mike Davis. Yep. Uh, He's basically a plug-and-play, start-and-forget type player right now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I I think you have to, especially if you had CMC and he got hurt and you got Mike Davis, you have to start him. I don't think you're going to have a whole bunch of options, especially with all the running back injuries that we've had this year. Uh, Anyone with volume, you're, you're putting in. I can't believe it happened. I mean, when you draft, you try to stick with players that are non-injury prone. Christian McCaffrey was huge on that list. Aaron Jones was huge on that list. Kenny Galladay was huge on that list. I mean, uh, Le'Veon Bell, people were trying to move away from him, and he turns out to be one of the healthy players, just happens to be in a horrible situation. Uh, I mean, can you think of any other RB that is uh, typically non-injury prone and then just kind of got hit with the injury stick? Hmm. Off the top of my head, I can't. Off the top of the head. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think of a good one. Nah, can't. He was probably the last remaining one. Those three. <laughs> those two those two RBs were the last remaining ones that I had high hopes on. I mean, Aaron Jones, luckily, he only missed a handful of weeks. But, I mean, those are huge implications in fantasy. I mean, there's only, hand, there's only 10, 15 weeks that you can play. Uh, missing three of them. I mean, that's a third of the season. Yeah, it's getting getting crunch time right now. And uh, obviously, Mixon is out. I mentioned it a little bit. Mixon's going to be gone. 
the whole season, I think. I don't and, think he comes back. Yeah, I don't think he comes back. And luckily, CMC, I do think, comes back. You're just going to try to figure it out, try to get it done. You would you think know? players like these would come back because they have play, uh, they have pay incentives for playing time. Yardage, receptions, you know, carries, all that good stuff, yards per carry. And, I mean, they're trying to get paid. Yeah. Trying to make some money. We, uh, I can't imagine that they would purposely lose out on money for the sake of, uh, I mean, going on for next year. I mean, if they're hurt, they're hurt. I, I think Joe Mixon, the injury was worse than said, and he's been injured all over the place this year, especially with Burrow being out. I don't think they rush him back at all. I think there's no reason to force him coming back and making him have surgery or anything like that. So that's why I think Mixon's out because Burrow's out, and they're, they're really not going anywhere this year anyways. So the post game for the Lions and uh, Panthers, Christian McCaffrey and Adrian Peterson, they were having a little discussion. And the people around were kind of taking notes and kind of eavesdropping on them. Yeah. And one of them said that Christian McCaffrey said, man, my shoulder really hurts. Uh, I'm trying to play it safe right now. Oh, okay. So, I mean, th- I mean, if you're going to go out and say, man, my shoulder really hurts, you're in a lot of pain. And your that's problem- not something a week or maybe even two weeks is going to fix for you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's 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 definitely not, especially at the running back position. You know, you do got to put your head down. It's not a good look. That's why I think it's going to be a little longer than we think. But he, I definitely think he'll be back. I mean, it's nothing a little painkiller shot can't fix. <laughs> Are you sure? Unless you're Tyrod Taylor, and then well, it just goes the opposite effect. <laughs> you lose your job. Ouch. True. So my next team. Next guy is uh, Denzel Mims. I think we need to have a conversation about him for Dynasty mainly. Uh, he's not a start in a regular fantasy league. I think if you wanted, you could put him on your bench, but I wouldn't even do that. It's a guy to keep an eye on. He's had eight targets the last two games. They really don't have any wide receiver options. I think he's a young guy, 6'3", big body, going up, get the ball. Um, had a minimum of 40, 42 yards per game since he's been actually healthy. And I think they're moving in the right direction, kind of seeing what they actually have on this team long-term. And I think Mims is. Hopefully you have uh, you can pick him up or maybe make a move for him in Dynasty, but it's a guy to definitely keep an eye on. I think he is a product of Joe Flacco. Once, okay. once Sam Darnold comes back, I think he's going to go down a little bit back to irrelevancy, and then you got see the rise of Jamison Crowder go back up a little bit more. I, th- I think his play style just matches Joe Flacco a lot better. I mean, he had eight targets, only unfortunately had three receptions, but I mean, the lowest reception was 18 yards. Uh, I mean, he could be fantasy relevant. He just needs, of course, the quarterback and the targets for that. Uh, Joe Flacco is going to be the one to help him out. I think if Sam Donald is the guy there, I, th- I think he's a little bit in trouble. Is he going to be the guy there? I mean, is, uh, the qu- is the real question. Here. I, I so see we at least one more week. Yeah, we I well, I'm talking about long term. Do we do we know what they're actually going to do with this offense? Do do we know who's actually going to be the head coach? Cuz I don't think I think there's going to be changes. I think you have to have changes. They're own 10. You got to make some sort of moves. It's a guy to keep an eye on that could have a high ceiling, but uh obviously there's risks there. Investing in Denzel Mims is investing in the Jets. Are you investing in Adam Gase? They need to throw the ball to somebody. I'm telling you that right now. And I don't think Adam Gase is going to be there. I don't think there's any reason they should keep Adam Gase as the head coach there. They fired coaches for less. They've showed nothing. He's showed absolutely nothing. You're 0-10. You have nothing at all. You're supposed to be an offensive guru just like Matt Nagy. Like we keep coming back to all Matt these Nagy's offensive a defensive guru. guru. I mean, no, no, he is no, an he's an offensive yeah. guru, right, and right, he's right. he's not doing a very good job at all. They can't even get the ball. They can't even run the ball. So I mean. I am not super high on Mims, but it's a guy I would take a shot on. So a lot of people, I, I actually have a Bears fan uh, as a friend somehow. You have friends? Uh, that I He's acquaintance. Okay, there we go. And I asked him about the Bears and I asked him about the issues. And he goes, it's not really Matt Nagy's fault. Really? Yes. Whose he, fault is it? He, he, he thinks it's a lot of quarterback play, a lot of injuries, and uh, just uh, execution thinks it's not necessarily his fault. He thinks, like, Matt Nagy, he can do a better job. Absolutely. But it's not necessarily him and only him. I mean, he's like he's telling me Matt Nagy got them to 5-1, and one, and then all of a sudden things started crashing down a little by little. Uh, they need a quarterback, and 
Of course, both of them are injured right now. So I don't even know who's playing and who's starting. Chances are neither of them are going to be starting. So, I mean, I, I think they got hit with a little bit of an unlucky stick. But that goes without being said. I mean, Denzel Mims, I would invest in him if I could. But I'm not overpaying for him. What would you give? Say, say I'm in Dynasty. I own him. You want him. What would you give me? I mean, I would consider a second rounder. Like, I'm not I'm not giving you anything crazy. Second, third rounder, something like that. Or it's a guy on my bench that's a bench stash. It's not like you're giving a starter away. It's not like you're giving a first. It's not and nothing like that. It's a it's kind of a, a long shot, you know, see what happens. I think you're gonna have to give me a little bit more than that. I no, there's no way I'm taking a second because Denzel Mims, what, when did you draft him? Probably in the second. Mims was second. Yeah, Mims was probably lower end second lower for a second, second then, for a third. Then I gained nothing out of it. Me well, as the owner of Mims gained nothing out of it. You literally said you're not even that big of a fan on Mims. No, but if I had him, then then what? I mean, if I had him, like I said, back to hypotheticals, if I had him, I probably invested a second rounder for him because that's when I probably drafted him. Therefore, it doesn't necessarily make sense to give up a second rounder. So what him. would you want for Mims? Let's, I would need I would need a second rounder and another pick or another player. You'd have to you'd got to pair something up. That's too much for me. It's, it, it might be too much. Yeah, that's too much. No, nah, I, I think that is completely fair. If, if you are high on Mims and think there's a good future in him because there's no other real, realistic options on that offense. Crowder, other than that. Uh, I mean, yes, but uh, that an offense can feed more than two receivers, as we have seen. Uh, I mean, you would have to give up a little bit more than that, in my opinion, in order to get the young rookie. Sure. Sure. I guess so. You're <laughs> okay. So James Conner usage. He hasn't had more than... 15 carries since week seven and it's continually dwindling 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 and dwindling 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 uh he lost his goal line carries to benny snell he's not getting the receiving back or receiving uh touches that you would expect but unfortunately he's been healthy or fortunately i should say he has been the healthy back in the injury crowded backfield but his usage just isn't there. What's going on? Tell me. They're moving in a different direction. What direction is that? Is that is that too too much? Is that too forward? What direction could they be if going? They're, if they're not giving him massive workload or giving them workload that they usually do, obviously they don't see something that they want to see. You he, know, they have a lot of different options. Uh, you can get a decent amount of running backs. You can. You don't need a workhorse anymore. You you really don't. So you can have a guy who spells out and, and catches the ball out of the backfield, which it looks like they, they're doing, and then ben, Benny Snell can get some goal line work. Um, James Conner is a good running back, but he hasn't looked the same. Do you think he's looked the same? I, I think he has. He has you been think exactly he has what, looked the same. I think he is exactly what they expected him to be. He's not the speediest back. He's He's got a little shiftiness to him. He cuts. He's got a little power. Lowers his shoulder, and that's exactly what you want out of him. And so, he is, a, if you want to consider him to be a power back, I expect him to be on the goal line, so not then, Benny Snell. Benny Snell's not a power back. So, so then, wh- why? There, there's a reason. Exactly. Why are they not? Why are they not starting him? This has to be a behind the scenes issue. One of the something he's either complaining about playing time, he's complaining about blocking time, he's is, not performing. That is not James Conner. That the James Conner does not do that kind of stuff. The guy came from cancer. He, that does not seem like his attitude at all did you not see the first game when he threw a temper tantrum on the field after he got a poor play call is it, is it the Steelers this year are they just bringing out prima donnas everywhere then is he turning in Antonio, Antonio Brown it, it must be a Steeler issue you know you have a little success you get a little taste is he hanging you know? out with Antonio Brown it must be I mean have Mr. you Big seen have you seen his hairstyles <laughs> it's pretty bad okay that screams I've hung out with Antonio Brown one too many times when so he he's still on a rookie contract. Yeah. He's he's on a rookie. This is his rookie uh, his contract here. Okay, he's a free so agent he, after. So this. he does need to get paid. He needs money. Okay, so is it a money thing? Because they haven't come came up with an extension, anything like that. I mean, if they're not using him how they used to be using him, what is the issue? What is the concern here? E- either either they're not using him purposefully to deflate his numbers so they can justify not paying him as much. I mean, because it is the Steelers that we're talking about here. They they refused to pay Lev Bell, and and then they offered him a good amount of money. They offered they him did a offer him. A, a, I think it was more. 
More than what the Jets offered. Him, yes, they offered him a better correctly. contract than the Jets. But, I mean, it's not like the Steelers are going to come out and pay money. Maybe they learned their lesson. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise for them to not pay Lev Bell. And they're kind of using this, unfortunately, on James Conner. I don't see James Conner going anywhere and receiving a handful of dollars. I mean, there's a lot of running backs and contractors, anywhere from Chris Carson to, I mean, uh, Marlon Mack to now James Conner and Kenyon Drake, or not Kenyon Drake anymore. But, uh, there's a handful of RBs right now in contract years. So, is it just, is that's it? I, I, I think it's just a behind-the-scenes-to-money issue where, you know what, they're showing James Conner that, hey, we don't necessarily need you right now. We'll have to see then. Do you think he holds out like Webbell and then loses a bunch of money and no. then goes to the Jets? Webbell had way better years than he did. Uh, James Conner's going to the Jets next I, year. I, I just want to call it. <laughs> Are you calling it right now? Just calling it. Adam Gase is going to get him and then uh, cut him? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. And then, and then everyone's going to complain, oh, you're misusing him. But no, little would you know. So it's James, James Conner garbage. Is that what you're telling me right now? Adam Gase is correct. It's always a scheme. It's always a scheme with a running back. So it's James Conner garbage. I think he is below average. Okay, then why would they pay him? Exactly. And then why, wouldn't, why wouldn't they use him like how I said? Oh, because why, why would they, if he's below average, why wouldn't they just use a spell back? And then why wouldn't they run? Well, they are Benny that's exactly why that's what I'm saying. The, so, the, so it's, but we, what you're saying is it's the, it has to be behind the scenes because it's the same thing you saw before. But if it's the same thing you saw before, James Conner had very good years. So Benny Snell is taking over some of those carries and then McFarlane or whatever the hell you want to call him is taking some, some catch out of the backfield. Exactly. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. I agree okay. with you. Okay. 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 I, I okay. think that's it. Like, I mean, it's over. They, they they know they can get the same, if not better, production out of somebody else, and they're just gonna keep doing that. They're gonna draft an RB, milk him, send him, send him another way, draft another one, milk him, send him another way. That it's just a complete cycle that they're doing. They almost fell for the trap with Love Bell. It was a blessing in disguise, and now they're gonna learn from it and keep doing it. I mean, they'd they'd much rather have receivers. And a quarterback, an offensive line, and a stout defense, then pay a running back. Well, they've always drafted receivers. Every year, exactly. I think they've drafted receivers. That's just a normal thing with the uh, with the Steelers. They they spend their money on the defensive side of the ball, and they're going to have to. I mean, they still have T.J. Watt, who's on a rookie contract. He's going to have to get paid. The middle linebacker scenarios, they got to get paid. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, he needs to get paid. I mean, uh, th- they have a lot of people on the defensive side that needs to make Bush, money. Bush has a couple years. I think he's got two. I think he's got at least two more years. Yeah, but if you pay Lev Bell, you can't pay him. Well, Lev or, Bell or TJ Watt. No one's paying Lev Bell, right? Exactly. <laughs> Not Lev Bell. Sorry, James. James Conner. Correct. Uh, I mean, it, it's just a money issue, and right now, unfortunately. Uh, running backs are just not worth it. Well, everyone's moving away from that workhorse, right? You, you know, there's, work- there's a lot of committees now. There's a lot of committees, and there isn't. And th- I don't think it's I don't think it's the coaching style that's changing. I think it's the players that are changing. I think they're just not being built. You know, you there's, no, there's, no, there's no there's no running backs that can actually handle that type of workload. Right now, like Derrick Henry is the only big back that he can, can you Zeke can say, not handle the workload though? Uh, Zeke, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there isn't that many. There's I mean, only a handful. There's only a handful right now. Zeke, he can handle a workload. Derrick Henry, he can handle a workload. But, I mean, if you look at them, I mean, Derrick Henry's a monster, and he's huge. He's massive. And he's ripped. But if you look at Zeke, he's got a dad bod going on right well, now. He's a big boy. He's a big guy. He is a big boy. He likes eating. He likes eating. Not necessarily, I mean, like yards. I mean, Feed like actual up. food. Yeah. Feed him up. So, I mean, uh, you got to be able to withstand the hits. you got to be able to stand it. I mean, and other than those two, is and Dalvin Cook. But, I mean, we need to see Dalvin Cook do a little bit more. He hasn't he's been, been able to because he's so injured all the time. He's right? so injured all the time. And that could be the, you know, the, uh, which, which we call it? What do you, you call it? The, 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 the issue? No, the side effect of not being built and big like that. So uh, I think it's a running backs are not being built that way rather than coaches are actually going away from it. I mean, we've been moving towards not the super physical running backs for a long time. Like back in the day, you you would want running backs and you'd pound the rock. That's pound the rock, play defense, right? We're yes. moving into a pass happy offense, which we have been for the last couple of years, right? I mean, four or five years in that in that range. So, I mean, the running backs are going to have to change their style a little bit. They want so they don't want you to be out there and see him and just oh, you're going to run for sure. They want you to be able to do two options, and there's, it takes a lot of talent to do both. They wanted the – I mean, the James White was a staple a couple years ago. Shifty backs, 
catch the ball out of the backfield, can get some carries here and there, but that's not necessarily what you wanted him for. Uh, I mean, Lev Bell was almost that primary or the prototypical back, but, uh, I mean, he ended up being a flash in the pan. I don't. I, I think it's not necessarily a scheme issue where coaches are moving away from it because they think it's better. I think it's just there isn't the players, uh, the player pool that could actually handle it. And I mean, right now everybody's kind of realizing that a hey, running backs just don't get paid the way wide receivers do. So everybody's kind of inching their way to the wide receiver range. I mean, imagine Derrick Henry being a, a linebacker. He'd probably make more money. Probably have a longer career. Probably be healthier when he retires. I don't know if he'd be healthier. And I as mean, long linebackers as go head up on a regular basis too, so I'm I, I don't know. That, I think that could be up to debate. But yeah, I, I understand the, the point of view. I, I think it's just a uh, a lack of player pool right now. Okay. All right, but that that was an interesting debate. We can expand on that on another time when we actually have some points ready for that. But I think Absolutely. that was a good topic. Okay. That's something for us to keep in the back of our minds. All right. All right. So let's get on to the waiver wire guide. Waiver wire guide. Start off with your guy. Let me know. My guy? I mean, come on. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows my guy. Everyone knows uh, your guy. Michael Pittman Jr. We called him. You know. Did uh, we not call? Uh, we, we called him. We called him before the season started. I... I'm a huge fan of Michael Pittman Jr. I, I love the way he plays. This, he did a horrible holding call. I want to I want to bring that out there. I don't blame him. Did you, you know what I mean? He, I don't blame him. It, it was just it was bad, and I'm sure he's going to get yelled at by his dad for it. He doesn't get points for holding or for <laughs> for blocking. That's true. It doesn't, no, it doesn't affect idea. fantasy football. So I mean, hey, there you go. But you know, he has been just moving in the right direction this this whole year and he i think he solidified he's taken over he's gonna be taking over that spot it's not gonna be ty hilton that's for sure (laughs) that that is absolutely true so i mean michael Pittman jr the last couple games have been just kind of showed that they're moving in the right direction seven eight and then he only had three targets but one touchdown 66 yards on a good 45 yard long touchdown against a very good green bay defense right yeah jair alexander was all over him and uh, he's no slouch. I, you need to have him, or even if it's a keeper league, you need to have him on your bench so you can get him for next year. I think next year is going to be the big leap for him. Ooh. I think he's still a flex to a wide receiver three option for you this year, but it is a steal of a deal for only being owned 34% of leagues. Oh, I mean, you have to think. In a dynasty or a keeper league, who's going to be the quarterback next year? I think Philip Rivers is gone. Alleviates a lot of wide receiver pressure because he slings it to them. It may not be the best decision. He does. But he does. If he gets a more conservative quarterback, is he still going to be putting up the same type of production? Yes. I think whoever they get, if they draft a quarterback, which I think they're going to have to, or move in the right direction with a free agent or, or something in that range, Pittman Jr. is going to be one of their key guys, to their key guy. Who else are they going to have? T.Y. Hilton. Is, is T.Y. Hilton going to be that guy? No. He, he hasn't been with any of the quarterbacks that have been there since Andrew Luck has been gone. So, do we, Zach Pascal, is he going to be the guy? No. Paris Campbell, really, I liked him a lot coming out of Ohio State, but he hasn't been on the field. Been too and injured. When he's been on the field, he had some sort of production, but it wasn't anything consistent, and it didn't look like that. Michael Pittman Jr. could be that ex-wide receiver for you, or he could play in the slot a little bit. Pittman Jr. is the guy that is going to take over that wide receiver one role, in my opinion. Uh, a safer bet. He's going to be in the league for a very long time. I really hope so. Yeah. And I hope he has a competent quarterback to really help him out. Yeah, that's a concern. I think I think as long as they make playoffs, Philip Rivers is going to be there next year. You think he's going to he's going to just sign another one year? Uh, yeah. I, I think, think they're going to make signing. playoffs. I, I, so I think I, that means you would be silly as a franchise to get away from the quarterback that took you to playoffs. I can understand that, but you do have to look for the future. So I expect them to draft someone this year if they're going to keep Philip Rivers or find someone in free agency to take over the reins at some point. Philip Rivers is not your answer. He's not the answer. He's not going to win you Super Bowl. He's not going to take you to the AFC Championship. That's not what he's going to do. He's not good enough, in my opinion. I've watched a lot of games of him. He's not good enough to do that. That defense might be, and if they get that run game, potentially. But you're going to have to make a move. At some point, there is a lot worse quarterbacks in the NFL. Who we got? Than Philip Rivers. Them. Name them. I would rather have Philip Rivers than 
Uh, Matthew Stafford. Okay, go. I would go. rather have Philip Rivers than Jimmy G. Yes. Really? I said Jimmy G. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? I heard. You would you said, rather? Whoa, well, whoa. See, see the only should we, should we wait and do a podcast on this? We like just a full section, a of, full discussion on this, full discuss. Because I feel like we could go for hours. We can go for a really long time on this one. This one, we just, we might have to save this one right here okay. for the Tuesday episode, where you know, after headlines and then filling in and for, fill it in because there's yeah. not a lot. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot, and unfortunately, I mean, th- for this episode, we are recording on a Monday, and unfortunately, we're going to have to record the Tuesday one pretty early, also considering it is Thanksgiving weekend. So, th- happy Thanksgiving to everybody and everybody listening. So, I mean, uh, we're going to have to record our episodes a little bit early. So, there's not going to be necessarily any headlines for us to go over, considering we're doing episodes basically back to back to back. True. Uh, so I mean, we could definitely discuss this more why in we, detail. Why don't we do that on the next okay, one? Okay, right, I next think that's episode. good. I think it's right. a good topic. Okay, uh, I mean, uh, but to digress, Michael Pittman needs to be rostered. He's going to be huge for your playoffs because I mean that defense is going to keep him in games. Philip Rivers is going to sling it. He's going to have opportunities. Uh, my guy, Gus Edwards, seventeen percent owned. Why? Not because he's talented, but because he's about to get a bunch of volume. Uh, I mean, you got to think about it. Mark Ingram on the COVID list. He's not playing Thursday, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he's not playing this Thursday weekend due to COVID. So that leaves him elevated to RB1, uh, him, Michael Jackson. And uh, they drafted an RB last year. His name is slipping off the off of my list. Off what are you of, talking about? The Ravens drafted an RB last year. I don't remember his name. Justice Hill? Justice Hill, Justin Hill, Justice Hill, yes. Justice Hill. So it's going to uh-huh. be uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill leading the backfield. With, yeah. Of course, Lamar Jackson. And I mean, Hill is the more explosive back, so he's a spell back. So Gus Edwards so. has that touchdown upside. He's going to have the touchdown upside. He's he would have the touchdown upside regardless of uh, who's there. Yeah. But uh, Gus Edwards, seventeen point seven percent owned. You're on a heavy run first offense. You got to get picked up. And uh, you got to be played. You got to find a way to put him on your starting roster. Yeah, and we saw him last year. Yes, he he, he actually came in, and the year before that, if I remember correctly, and he actually mm. played pretty well. Mm-hmm. So you've seen what he can do. Should make you a little more comfortable. This is the second time Gus Edwards may potentially be a league winner. You saw that two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. two years yeah, ago yeah. when he was when his name got dropped randomly by the Ravens and he randomly had a huge game. Everybody dropped all their fab for him. They used that waiver wire claim and uh, he, he won a handful of weeks for everybody. I think this might be a repeat year, not necessarily because of talent, but I mean, situation is going to be huge for you at this point. If you do not use your waiver wire claim and you end up losing, you have nobody to blame, but yourself, you got to use your fab, use your waiver wire claim. You can't, you got to go all out. You can't have any regrets. Oh, I wish I picked up him. Wish I picked up this. Wish I did this. Pick the guy up. Yeah. And I, I think especially if you're pushing for a, a playoff spot and you need a win, you have to go. And I think Gus Edwards is higher than Michael Pittman because you can find wide receivers on the back end. I think running back, th- this is who you'd go all in on. Yeah, exactly. Nelson Aguilar, another wide receiver that we've been touting for a while. You Nelson, been, you love him. I like him it. Nelson dropping babies Aguilar, 20% owned. He's been playing huge for the Raiders. He's been a good favorite target for uh, Derek Carr. Most red zone targets on the team. One of the highest in the NFL somehow. Nelson Aguilar, he just finds ways to get into the end zone. He even did this on the Eagles. On the Eagles, Nelson Aguilar had the most red zone targets next to Zach Ertz. And, uh, I mean, he consistently finds ways to score touchdowns. I don't know how he does it. He's going to score one touchdown. And he's going to drop a touchdown, but he's going to get you that touchdown and make you fantasy relevant. He had a long bomb that he dropped that could have potentially – I mean, it was it was a harder-ish catch, but wide receiver, you're supposed to catch that. You're, you gotta catch. you're supposed to make a catch. Uh, it wouldn't have been a touchdown potentially, but it would have been a long 30 or 40-yarder. Wasn't it a on a fourth down also? I think it was a third. Third? I think it was a third if I remember Ooh. correctly. God, if he dropped that on a fourth down and cost him the game, because that probably cost him the game. I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a stall. There drive. was a couple drops. There was Alec Ingold, yeah, the fullback. There was a handful of drops. I mean, it was a hardest catch for a fullback, but you still expect him to catch. I the expect ball. everybody to catch everything. Absolutely. So next guy's Taysom Hill. I mean, if you were lucky enough, like me, to start Taysom Hill as your tight end this weekend, it was gold. It was great. It, it was absolutely great. It was great. And. Uh, you probably won, uh, but 
ESPN decide to do us dirty and uh, put him as just quarterback. Yeah, starting from now, you can't make any roster changes or roster moves unless you take Tyson Hill out of your tight end spot. I mean, it, I think it's the correct move. It is a little it, uh, stupid, a little silly that you're able to do that. Unbelievable. Yeah, if he's not the starting quarterback, you should be able to do that. If he is, then I, I think that's definitely an unfair advantage. I mean, you're basically in a super flex league while everybody else can't do that. I mean, he's 43% owned. Even not tight end startable, I think he is a solid pickup and person that you can put on your roster because he's going to get you a lot of rushing yards and a lot of rushing touchdowns. I think that's the main key. He had two rushing touchdowns, especially if you're in a four-point-per-pass league. I think that is huge. Yeah, he's a guy that you can feel very comfortable starting if you have a buy or you're a quarterback and you just stream your quarterbacks. Taysom Hill's a guy you need, oh, need yeah. to have. If, if you're going against a Michael Thomas, I'd put Tyson Hill in. You know, I mean, he's going to throw it to Michael Thomas, but he's going to score the touchdowns instead of Michael Thomas. You could really double burn your opponent. Yeah, because, I mean, Michael him. Thomas had a good week, 103 yards, nine receptions, 10 targets. But Taysom Hill, once he gets in the red zone, uh, he's most likely to run that ball. Exactly. It's him or Kamara. Speaking of, Kamara, this is Kamara's first NFL game without a reception. Think about that. Wow. Think about it. Wow. I'm thinking about it. So the next guy that we have on the list is Derek Carr. Uh, if you need to stream someone, Derek Carr looked great. He looked pretty good. He, he looked really good. Is he going to give you a massive amount of fancy points? Probably not, but he's going to be an excellent spot start, especially next week. Plays Atlanta. It, it should be a very good matchup. Should have a whole bunch of points scored, especially if you, have, you can get Nelson Aguilar and maybe do a little uh, – a little stack. A little stack, you know. We love our little stacks. And then you play the Jets after that. Uh, so, I mean, he could be a great spot start for you for the next two weeks. Am I going to use waiver claim? No. Am I going to use any fab? No. I think you can pick him up uh, as a free agent. But he's a guy to remember. 36% owned. Derek Carr's looking good. Uh, when you go against Atlanta, who just allowed a ton of points and have a uh, dis, dis, uh, dysfunctional offense, if I could say so myself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he, it's a formula to put up fantasy points, and then you go against the Jets, just or the Jets. So, I mean, you expect a high-scoring game out of them. You want to put yourself in a position to succeed, putting Derek Carr in your starting option, or putting Derek Carr in your QB position, put yourself in a position to succeed. I think it is a good and solid pickup. Frank Gore, 10% owned. I, I just want you to know your opinion on this one. Okay. I'm not recommending it, uh-huh. but you could do it. What, you gonna let me know what I could do? What you, What would you like to do? No, you let me know what I could. Okay, do. Okay, so I mean Frank Gore, ten percent owned, and with Michael P. Ryan sidelined out, he is the lone back currently in this backfield. Uh, I mean, he had twenty carries, yeah, twenty total touches, and a touchdown. It is a dysfunctional offense. I'm not going to recommend you start Frank Gore. I'm just saying you can and. Uh, you are going to get some production out of him. I mean, Frank Gore, he knows how to run the ball. Uh, as long as Joe Flacco is the quarterback, I think they can move the ball down the field. Uh, I mean, not maybe not the most efficiently, but he can do that, give you guys some touchdown upside. Uh, I mean, I'm not recommending it, but you definitely can. He's had double-digit rushing attempts for every week except two weeks. That's not bad. That is not bad for volume. It's so not if, bad. if you are in a pinch and you need a running back to start, and it is the Jets, and it sounds horrible, but you might be able to flex Frank Gore. You could do it. Because if you have no one that you know for sure is getting touches, Frank Gore is probably your option. I mean, say you had an injured RB. You had a Mark Ingram. You had a J.K. Dobbins. They're both out. You didn't, or, you know, a person with a better waiver claim or outbid you for Gus Edwards. Guess what? You need an RB now. Frank Gore, he just might be there. He absolutely might be there. And he has Miami, which is it's a good defense, right? It's all right. It's you know? a good defense. Uh, but he plays Oakland Raiders week 13. He They can they can run the ball in Oakland Raiders. He, he might just get fed a little bit. You know? And then you play Seattle. It's going to be a shootout. But, I mean, you have potential to run the ball. Seattle's defense is not very good. So, I mean, you have two matchups that can be half decent. Am I telling you exactly to start him? But, no, but it's a good option to have on your bench if – more running backs get hurt because it's getting thinner and thinner as we get through the season. Mm -hmm. Right now, Wayne Gallman's people's high-priority target, considering he's on a bye week, if he's not taken, he should be a high-valued priority target 
on your roster. I mean, there's a lot of injury prone. We don't know running backs like Kelly, Kenny, Kenyon Balaj. He's up there. He should be owned. I mean, he had over 20 touches and he even left the game for a little bit and he came back and still dominated that backfield. As of right now, unless Justin Jackson comes back early off the IR, which isn't physically possible, yeah. Kenyon Balaj is going to be uh, the guy until Austin Eckler comes back. Absolutely. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. You know, he doesn't look bad. He doesn't look bad at all. He, he looked pretty he, good. He really doesn't look bad. Pretty which, good. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we talked about it. We did talk about it. So Another Adam Gase? Ooh, is that what you're saying? It might be another Adam Gase thing. Because he was cut by the Jets, wasn't he? He was cut on the Jets. And, and he was on the Dolphins, wasn't he? He was on the Dolphins. Hmm, interesting. We keep going back to the same thing. This is the last one we got, and I think it's your uh, your beautiful take here. Packers defense, 33% owned. They got some good matchups coming up against a couple of bad teams. Let me read it out for you well, real let quick. Me, let me hear it. Let me, let me read it out for let you. Me let me read it out for you. So, I mean, after having a uh, semi-decent game, they, I mean, they had four points against Indianapolis. That's mm-hmm. not that bad. No, no, no. It's not that bad. They go against Chicago. Against you know a depleted team, and then Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is currently allowing the most turnovers in the NFL, and then Detroit. After that, so that's three solid weeks that can get you by if you're in a pinch on defense. Unfortunately, after that they play Carolina and Tennessee. That might be a little bit harder to get some uh, valuable points out of that, considering both of those teams are playing some pretty good football. But the Packers defense, they could really get you out of a bind uh, the next few weeks. Yeah, they're playing good. Um, Anybody else that we should talk about or add? Uh, I mean, we've talked about a lot of players over the course of the year. A lot of them have been doing pretty good, and a lot of them have panned out, whether that was Wayne Gallman, whether that was Kenny Balaj, whether that was, uh, I mean, Michael Pittman, Nelson Aguilar, any of those good stuff. I really hope everybody's kind of listening and taking those to hearts and really picking up these guys because I think they can make a lot of impact on your rosters. Potentially win you a championship. Oh, these guys—they—they they, they really could be championship winners, especially uh, with bye weeks really starting to come around now. Absolutely. So, that wraps up this episode of Top Tier Tactics. Remember, I am Natter alongside Bud. Do you have a send off for everybody? Don't eat too much turkey, or do, and uh, good luck. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 